Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What on earth is pivotal altitude, and how do we use it as it pertains to eights on pylons? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com, and you are listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast this week, brought to you by the new Bose A20 headset. If you've been watching any of our videos recently, you've seen me flying with my new Bose A20 headset. We have them for the entire team now. It is just an awesome piece of hardware that doesn't leave my plane and doesn't leave my flight bag. I have two sets, one that stays in the plane, one that stays in my flight bag for as I'm hopping in and out of different airplanes. Today's topic is eights on pylons and commercial pilot training brings back some old maneuvers from our private pilot days and it introduces some new maneuvers. This one being a ground reference maneuver called eights on pylons. And it's really a misunderstood maneuver. People think we're just making a figure eight and my altitude kind of changes, but somehow I'm using altitude to maintain the same distance all the way around a point. How does that actually work? Well, it works because we calculate something called pivotal altitude. Now, before I get into pivotal altitude, let's just take a step back and better explain eights on pylons. With eights on pylons, we have two points that are selected, and they're, geez, they're a quarter mile apart from each other. They're really not far at all from each other in a straight line, and really the goal is we're talking perpendicular uh, to the wind is how we actually want our points, and what you'll soon realize is point selection, like any ground reference maneuver, S turns across the road, turns around a point, it's important to pick the right point, but especially in eights on pylons, you can really set yourself up for success or failure relatively quickly just by choosing a uh, inadequate or poor point, that being too close together or too far apart. Um, will really set you up for failure uh, if you're too close or too far away. Now, we actually make a figure eight pattern. We circle around one. When we get to the midpoint, we then, let's say we're circling to the left around one. We cross over the midpoint at a 45 degree angle. We make right turns around the other, and we're making this figure eight pattern as if the two points were the middle of the circles in an eight, if you can picture that. And the goal is to maintain the same distance, but not the same distance like you did for, and still do for a commercial pilot, turns around a point. You see, turns around a point is all about maintaining the same distance and using wind drift to make those adjustments and practicing crab angles to make those adjustments. You see, with eights on pylons is going to sound crazy. We use altitude to maintain the same distance. Let me give you an example. Who remembers back to your childhood, or perhaps you've seen one of these on TV, the airplane on a string. You've got a stick in your hand, the airplane's on a string, and you spin around in a circle, 
and the airplane flies. The airplane is attached to us on a string, right? That airplane will always be the same distance from you, the, the kid holding the string. Why? Because the string is a fixed length. Whether that airplane on a string climbs and is right over top of you, or whether it's way out wide, it will always be the same distance from you, regardless of its altitude, because the length of the string doesn't change. Think of eights on pylons the exact same way. And to find out how to do that, we need to first calculate our pivotal altitude. You see, it's an adjustment in altitude as our speed changes, particularly our ground speed. Going back to the string example, I'm much faster ground speed wise when? The faster the ground speed, the higher my pivotal altitude is. Just like when I'm on that string and if I was up right above your head spinning it, I'm rotating at a much faster rate. I'm traveling much faster than I would be the lower that airplane is. It adjusts speed but always maintains the same distance. So the slower, the lower pivotal altitude. Now to calculate pivotal altitude, we take our ground speed squared then divided by 11.3 for knots, or divided by 15 if you're looking for miles per hour. This is something obviously you calculate ahead of time. You don't get up in the air and go, okay, my ground speed is this, so let me square it real quick and then divide it by 11.3, there's it, my pivotal altitude, got it. No, you calculate this down on the ground ahead of time, estimating your ground speed for the winds aloft at, now you're, you're still doing this at around a thousand feet or so, so you can use, get away with using winds aloft at three and a METAR and kind of interpolate between the two, favoring the METAR a little bit more. Ground speed squared divided by 11.3 if it's not, or ground speed squared divided by 15 if you're looking for, or if you're working with miles per hour. So, and, and again, you, you divide based on what is your ground speed? Is your ground speed in knots? Okay, divide by 11.3 is your ground speed in miles per hour. Um, then you divide by 15. You follow me with that. So now that we have our pivotal altitude, let's say it's a thousand feet. That is our baseline to where we start our maneuver. And it goes back to talking about how important setup and pylon choice actually is. And if you're an online ground school member of ours, you can actually see this process. In that video, I actually fly and I share how I find points because you want to find points that are perpendicular to the wind, a 90 degree angle from the wind. So what I'll normally do is I'll fly with either a direct tailwind or a direct headwind and then look for two points that are perpendicular to me. So I can look for that. And what I'll do is I'll fly, I'll find those two points because it's not like you can pick them out in the distance unless you've used these points previously and the wind just happens to be the same as it was last time. What I'll normally do is I'll fly, I'll choose my two points, then I'll turn around and fly outbound 
uh, 30 seconds or so, and then come back around, set up for my eights on pylons. Point selection is that important that I determine them ahead of time, literally look at them straight down, make sure everything's satisfactory, and then fly back out so I don't lose the points, uh, 180 degrees followed by another 180 degrees. So I fly with that tailwind to really search out my points. I then circle back and you wanna enter on a 45 degree entry to your first point. Now, as you're flying towards that first point, you actually, and this is the best way I've done it, set your wingtip down on the point. Picture it, you're on your 45 degree entry, that point comes abeam you and you start your turn. You literally take your wingtip and let it touch that point, not literally, but you line of sight. You understand what I'm saying? You're up at a thousand feet, AGL. I let my wingtip visually touch that point, And then I start observing. Is the point getting ahead of my wingtip or is it getting behind my wingtip? Let me explain. Picture this with me. This is where you need to exercise some chair flying. I know a lot of you listen to this while driving, so do keep your eyes open and stay driving, but do picture this with me. I just set my wingtip down on the point and I'm starting my turn. And all of a sudden here, my point is starting to get a little bit ahead of me. I mean, my wingtip is falling behind the point. What do I need to do? I need to catch up with my point. So I need to speed up, right? I need to lower my nose to increase my speed, decrease my altitude, because pivotal altitude will change throughout because your ground speed is going to change based on the wind. So if you need to catch up with your point, you lower the nose slightly and lose 100 feet, and you'll be amazed that the point comes back into the picture. If you find yourself, your wingtip starts getting ahead of that point, I call it like pulling back on the horse to slow yourself down. Pull back on the yoke and climb 100 feet and watch it all come back into the picture, all while turning. Then you roll out at the next 45 degree point, fly straight and level for a moment until the next point comes up on your right hand side. Lay the wingtip down and do the same thing now to the right and you make these figure eight type traffic patterns really is what they what they are these figure eight patterns using altitude it sounds so crazy but if you go back to the airplane on a string analogy it's perfect for it using altitude to maintain the same distance all the way around that point and yes the wind's going to blow you and yes the wind's going to change your ground speed but you have to react ahead of time to that adversity, know ahead of time that it's coming and fly those maneuvers. Eights on pylons, it's such a misunderstood maneuver. A lot of people treat it just like figure eight turns around a point and nothing could be, as you've heard this, nothing could be further from the truth now, huh? When you hear it that I'm not using wind drift correction like I did in turns around a point, I'm using altitude to maintain that same distance all the way around. If you're an online ground school member of ours, gold, silver, or bronze member, you have access to our commercial pilot ground school. You know, that's the beauty of our online ground school. For one membership price, you get access to private, instrument, and commercial, and very soon to be a CFI ground school as well. We're actually in the process of shooting this now, the CFI ground school. So perhaps if this is a month or two old 
and you're listening to this, it might benefit you to go to groundschoolacademy.com and see if that CFI Ground School is available because it will be um, quite soon here. So you can go in and check out our commercial pilot video on eights on pylons and see us fly them in the cockpit. See the real in-cockpit footage, see me explain it through an animation on the ground and really have it all make sense. Hope you guys are really enjoying the commercial pilot podcast. Hope we're playing a small role in your big success. Enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember, a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.